chapters 21 to 28 of Book 6 of History of Animals by Aristotle. Translated by Darcy Wentworth Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 21 The bull impregnates the cow at a single mount, and mounts with such vigor as to weigh down the cow. If his effort be unsuccessful, the cow must be allowed an interval of twenty days before being again submitted. Bulls of mature age decline to mount the same cow several times on one day, except, by the way, at considerable intervals. Young bulls, by reason of their vigor, are enabled to mount the same cow several times in one day, and a good many cows besides. The bull is the least salacious of male animals. The victor among the bulls is the one that mounts the females. When he gets exhausted by his amorous efforts, his beaten antagonist sets on him and very often gets the better of the conflict. The bull and the cow are about a year old when it is possible for them to have commerce with chance of offspring. As a rule, however, they are about twenty months old, but it is universally allowed that they are capable in this respect at the age of two years. The cow goes with calf for nine months, and she calves in the tenth month. Some maintain that they go in calf for ten months to the very day. A calf delivered before the times here specified is an abortion, and never lives, however little premature its birth may have been, as its hooves are weak and imperfect. The cow, as a rule, bears but one calf, very seldom two. She submits to the bull and bears as long as she lives. Cows live for about fifteen years, and to the bulls too, if they have been castrated, but some live for twenty years or even more if their bodily constitutions be sound. The herdsmen tame the castrated bulls, and give them an office in the herd analogous to the office of the bellwether in a flock, and these bulls live to an exceptionally advanced age, owing to their exemption from hardship and to their browsing on pasture of good quality. The bull is in fullest vigor when five years old, which leads the critics to commend Homer for applying to the bull the epithets of five-year-old, or quote, of nine seasons, which epithets are alike in meaning. The ox sheds his teeth at the age of two years, not altogether, but just as the horse sheds his. When the animal suffers from pedagra, it does not shed the hoof, but is subject to a painful swelling in the feet. The milk of the cow is serviceable after parturition, and before parturition there is no milk at all. The milk that first presents itself becomes as hard as stone when it clots. This result ensues unless it be previously diluted with water. Oxen younger than a year old do not copulate unless under circumstances of an unnatural and portentous kind. Instances have been recorded of copulation in both sexes at the age of four months. Kine, in general, 
begin to submit to the male about the month of Thargelion, or of Scyrophorion. Some, however, are capable of conception right on to the autumn. When kine in large numbers receive the bull and conceive, it is looked upon as prognostic of rain and stormy weather. Kine herd together like mares, but in lesser degree. 22. In the case of horses, the stallion and the mare are first fitted for breeding purposes when two years old. Instances, however, of such maturity are rare, and their young are exceptionally small and weak. The ordinary age for sexual maturity is three years, and from that age to twenty the two sexes go on improving in the quality of their offspring. The mare carries her foal for eleven months, and casts it in the twelfth. It is not a fixed number of days that the stallion takes to impregnate the mare. It may be one, two, three, or more. An ass in covering will impregnate more expeditiously than a stallion. The act of intercourse with horses is not laborious, as it is with oxen. In both sexes the horse is the most salacious of animals next after the human species. The breeding faculties of the younger horses may be stimulated beyond their years if they be supplied with good feeding in abundance. The mare, as a rule, bears only one foal. Occasionally she has two, but never more. A mare has been known to cast two mules, but such a circumstance was regarded as unnatural and portentous. The horse, then, is first fitted for breeding purposes at the age of two and a half years, but achieves full sexual maturity when it has ceased to shed teeth, except it be naturally infertile. It must be added, however, that some horses have been known to impregnate the mare while the teeth were in process of shedding. The horse has forty teeth. It sheds its first set of four, two from the upper jaw and two from the lower, when two and a half years old. After a year's interval it sheds another set of four in like manner, and another set of four after yet another year's interval. After arriving at the age of four years and six months, it sheds no more. An instance has occurred where a horse shed all his teeth at once, and another instance of a horse shedding all his teeth with his last set of four. But such instances are very rare. It consequently happens that a horse, when four and a half years old, is in excellent condition for breeding purposes. The older horses, whether of the male or female, are the more generatively productive. Horses will cover mares from which they have been foaled, and mares which they have begotten. And indeed a troop of horses is only considered perfect when such promiscuity of intercourse occurs. Scythians use pregnant mares for riding when the embryo has turned rather soon in the womb and they assert that thereby the mothers have all the easier delivery. Quadrupeds, as a rule, lie down for parturition, and in consequence the young of them all come out of the womb sideways. The mare, however, when the time for parturition arrives, stands erect, and in that posture casts its foal. 
the horse in general lives for eighteen or twenty years some horses live for twenty-five or even thirty and if a horse be treated with extreme care it may last on to the age of fifty years a horse however when it reaches thirty years is regarded as exceptionally old the mare lives usually for twenty-five years though instances have occurred of their attaining the age of forty the male is less long-lived than the female by reason of the sexual service he is called on to render and horses that are reared in a private stable live longer than such as are reared in troops the mare attains her full length and height at five years old the stallion at six in another six years the animal reaches its full bulk and goes on improving until it is twenty years old the female then reaches maturity more rapidly than the male but in the womb the case is reversed just as is observed in regard to the sexes of the human species and the same phenomenon is observed in the case of all animals that bear several young the mare is said to suckle a mule foal for six months but not to allow its approach for any longer on account of the pain it is put to by the hard tugging of the young an ordinary foal it allows to suck for a longer period horse and mule are at their best after the shedding of the teeth after they have shed them all it is not easy to distinguish their age hence they are said to carry their mark before the shedding but not after however even after the shedding their age is pretty well recognized by the aid of the canines for in the case of horses much ridden these teeth are worn away by attrition caused by the insertion of the bit in the case of horses not ridden the teeth are large and detached and in young horses they are sharp and small the male of the horse will breed at all seasons and during its whole life the mare can take the horse all its life long but is not thus ready to pair at all seasons unless it be held in check by a halter or some other compulsion be brought to bear there is no fixed time at which intercourse of the two sexes cannot take place and accordingly intercourse may chance to take place at a time that may render difficult the rearing of the future progeny in a stable in opus there was a stallion that used to serve mares when forty years old his forelegs had to be lifted up for the operation mares first take the horse in the springtime after a mare has foaled she does not get impregnated at once again but only after a considerable interval in fact the foals will be all the better if the interval extend over four or five years it is at all events absolutely necessary to allow an interval of one year and for that period to let her lie follow a mare then breeds at intervals a she-ass breeds on and on without intermission of mares some are absolutely sterile others are capable of conception but incapable of bringing the foal to full term it is said to be an indication of this condition in a mare that her foal if dissected is found to have other kidney-shaped substances round about its kidneys presenting the appearance of having four kidneys after parturition the mare at once swallows the afterbirth 
and bites off the growth called the hippomanis that is found on the forehead of the foal. This growth is somewhat smaller than a dried fig, and in shape is broad and round, and in color black. If any bystander gets possession of it before the mare, and the mare gets a smell of it, she goes wild and frantic at the smell. And it is for this reason that vendors of drugs and simples hold the substance in high request and include it among their stores. If an ass cover a mare after the mare has been covered by a horse, the ass will destroy the previously formed embryo. Horse trainers do not appoint a horse as leader to a troop, as herdsmen appoint a bull as leader to a herd, and for this reason that the horse is not steady but quick-tempered and skittish. 23. The ass of both sexes is capable of breeding, and sheds its first teeth at the age of two and a half years. It sheds its second teeth within six months, its third within another six months, and the fourth after the like interval. These fourth teeth are termed the nomons or age indicators. A she-ass has been known to conceive when a year old, and the foal to be reared. After intercourse with the male, it will discharge the genital sperm, unless it be hindered, and for this reason it is usually beaten after such intercourse and chased about. It casts its young in the twelfth month. It usually bears but one foal, and that is its natural number. Occasionally, however, it bears twins. The ass, if it cover a mare, destroys, as has been said, the embryo, previously begotten by the horse. But, after the mare has been covered by the ass, the horse supervening will not spoil the embryo. The she-ass has milk in the tenth month of pregnancy. Seven days after casting a foal, the she-ass submits to the male, and is almost sure to conceive if put to the male on this particular day. The same result, however, is quite possible later on. The she-ass will refuse to cast her foal with anyone looking on or in the daylight, and just before foaling she has to be led away into a dark place. If the she-ass has had young before the shedding of the index teeth, she will bear all her life through, but if not, then she will neither conceive nor bear for the rest of her days. The ass lives for more than thirty years, and the she-ass lives longer than the male. When there is a cross between a horse and a she-ass, or a jackass and a mare, there is much greater chance of a miscarriage than when the commerce is normal. The period for gestation in the case of a cross depends on the male, and is just what it would have been if the male had had commerce with a female of his own kind. In regard to size, looks, and vigor, the foal is more apt to resemble the mother than the sire. If such hybrid connections be continued without intermittence, the female will soon go sterile, and for this reason trainers always allow of intervals between breeding times. A mare will not take the ass, nor a she-ass the horse, unless the ass or she-ass shall have been suckled by a mare 
and for this reason trainers put foals of the she-ass under mares, which foals are technically spoken of as mare-suckled. These asses, thus reared, mount the mares in the open pastures, mastering them by force as the stallions do. 24. A mule is fitted for commerce with the female after the first shedding of its teeth, and at the age of seven will impregnate effectually. And where connection has taken place with a mare, a hinny has been known to be produced. After the seventh year it has no further intercourse with the female. A female mule has been known to be impregnated, but without the impregnation being followed up by parturition. In Syrophoenicia, she-mules submit to the mule and bear young, but the breed, though it resembles the ordinary one, is different and specific. The hinny, or stunted mule, is fooled by a mare when she has gone sick during gestation, and corresponds to the dwarf in the human species, and to the after-pig, or scut in swine. And, as is the case with dwarfs, the sexual organ of the hinny is abnormally large. The mule lives for a number of years. There are on record cases of mules living to the age of eighty, as did one in Athens at the time of the building of the temple. This mule, on account of its age, was let go free, but continued to assist in dragging burdens, and would go side by side with the other draught beasts, and stimulate them to their work. And, in consequence, a public decree was passed, forbidding any baker driving the creature away from his bread tray. The she-mule grows old more slowly than the mule. Some assert that the she-mule menstruates by the act of voiding her urine, and that the mule owes the prematurity of his decay to his habit of smelling at the urine. So much for the modes of generation in connection with these animals. 25. Breeders and trainers can distinguish between young and old quadrupeds. If, when drawn back from the jaw, the skin at once goes back to its place, the animal is young. If it remains long wrinkled up, the animal is old. 26. The camel carries its young for ten months, and bears but one at a time, and never more. The young camel is removed from the mother when a year old. The animal lives for a long period, more than fifty years. It bears in springtime and gives milk until the time of the next conception. Its flesh and milk are exceptionally palatable. The milk is drunk, mixed with water in the proportion of either two to one or three to one. 27. The elephant of either sex is fitted for breeding before reaching the age of twenty. The female carries her young according to some accounts for two and a half years, according to others for three years, and the discrepancy in the assigned periods is due to the fact that there are never human eyewitnesses to the commerce between the sexes. The female settles down on its rear to cast its young, and obviously suffers greatly during the process. The young one, immediately after birth, sucks the mother, not with its trunk, but with the mouth, and can walk about and see distinctly the moment it is born. 
28. The wild sow submits to the boar at the beginning of winter, and in the springtime retreats for parturition to a lair in some district inaccessible to intrusion. Hemmed in with sheer cliffs and chasms, and overshadowed by trees, the boar usually remains by the sow for thirty days. The number of the litter and the period of gestation is the same as in the case of the domesticated congener. The sound of the grunt also is similar, only that the sow grunts continually, and the boar but seldom. Of the wild boars, such as are castrated grow to the largest size and become fiercest, to which circumstance Homer alludes when he says, quote, he reared against him a wild, castrated boar. It was not like a food-devouring brute, but like a forest-clad promontory. Wild boars become castrated owing to an itch befalling them in early life in the region of the testicles, and the castration is superinduced by their rubbing themselves against the trunks of trees. End of chapter 28